Let's cruise, baby. Low and slow. I don't mind about the things you're gonna say, Lord. I gave all my money and my time. Welcome to A Spoonful of Podcast, where we dive into the magic of Disney destinations, searching for a great big beautiful tomorrow. Broadcasting from the backside of water. But I'm giving you back your name. Guess I'll be on my way. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 121 of A Spoonful of Podcast. I am your host, Evan Dickens, here with my co host in crime, Mr. Brian Galloway. How are you doing, sir? Hey, Evan, how are you? Hey, Spoonies. I hope everybody's doing well. So tonight we have a special guest with us who has been on before, and I think, Brian, he was our very first guest on the podcast, and that is David McGuire, Big Dave himself. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thank you all so much for having me. It's good to talk to you all again. Yeah, welcome, yeah, Dave. Yeah, thank you for coming on. So, you know, this, if we can call this episode anything, you know, we talked a little bit beforehand is, you know, traveling during the holiday or Disney during the holidays or something like that, because you did two different things in the 2022 major holidays this year. So you were at Walt Disney world on Thanksgiving. So Thanksgiving week, I think the 22nd through the 26th, you were at Disney world. And then you did a Disney cruise on what I call the most awkward week of the year, that week in between Christmas and new year's where nobody's doing anything, the 26th through the 30th. So right after Christmas, you went on the Disney Wish, which is you know brand new Disney ship. Um, so I'm really excited to kind of talk about this and see your thoughts. So if we want to start with Disney World, you know you can just kind of give some some highlights. Um, you know your thoughts, especially with it being you're you're there over Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Day. Maybe some like cool stuff that you ate or did on that. So you know we'll, we'll just kind of go back and forth and ask some questions like like we usually do. Cool, man. Yeah, you know, this is our first time that we've been on Thanksgiving week. You know, we've done Labor Day, we've done Halloween, we've done Christmas, but we've never done Thanksgiving. So that was a first for us, and we thoroughly enjoyed it. We really did. Um, The crowd was not as bad, I would say, as Christmas Day, because we've been there on Christmas Day for the last couple of years. And so the crowd was not as bad. Definitely was still crowded, but it wasn't as bad. But I think, Evan, the main thing I enjoy is that you kind of get a glimpse of Christmas, you know, a month in advance. Right. Um, so we got to see the Christmas parades. You know, my daughter got to see Santa Claus and just all the lights, you know, the music, the everything Christmas, you know, the fake snowblower machines coming off the top of the buildings. You kind of get yep. a little you know, pumped up about Christmas about a month early. So we and thoroughly that's good. Yeah, how we. Was the, um, how was the crowd? How was the crowd, though, Dave? Um, like so, like for example, on Thanksgiving Day, was the crowd? Were the crowds big, small? What What, what did you expect? And and um, was yeah, on the on the day, day itself. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The day before was 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 crowded, but I think, believe it or not, which is just weird, Thanksgiving Day definitely was the most crowded of the of the three days that we were there. You know, we just had three parks back to back to back Wednesday we did Epcot Thursday Thanksgiving day we did Hollywood Studios and then Friday Black Friday we did uh, Animal Kingdom and so you know I really didn't know what to expect because we hadn't been there before I just kind of assumed it was going to be crowded but definitely Thanksgiving day was the most packed day before and the day after weren't too terrible 
Um, but, you know, we did wait a few times, 35, 45 minutes um, for a couple of rides. But, you know, we tried to utilize those lightning lanes and fast passes as much as we could. Yeah. Did they do so, anything? Oh, go, go, I'm sorry, go no, I was just going to say, we talked a little bit before about, you know, purposely not choosing Magic Kingdom because that can be one of the crowdest, you know, parks on the holidays or around the holidays, just in general, whether, you know, no matter what holiday it is, mm-hmm. just for what, you know, Magic Kingdom does. Um, so, you know, not going to Magic Kingdom, like on a full park day like that is, was probably a good idea. You know, I'm sure Magic Kingdom would have been more crowded than the ones you went to, but I would think that, you know, out of the big three, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's, which, you know, cast members told me before that New Year's Eve is the most crowded day all year long for a Disney park. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that probably Thanksgiving would be the best out of all of them. Mm-hmm. And I think also that Magic Kingdom is desirable because of like Crystal Palace or Liberty Tree, these kind of more Americana classic where you would go to get Thanksgiving meals kind of mm-hmm. restaurants. And so I think a lot of people like going in for that. Um, Kind was, of anything, was, was, was there anything special, Dave? Like, so did did they have like Pilgrim Mickey walking around or anything like that? I mean, <laughs> did they, what did they do to? Did they? Could you tell that it was Thanksgiving based on besides knowing it was Thanksgiving? Did you? Could you tell it was Thanksgiving? No, the only way I could tell it was Thanksgiving was on Thanksgiving Day when we got back to our resort. We stayed at um, All Star Sports. They had turkey and dressing on the menu. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's really you know it just felt like Christmas honestly Brian I mean it really was just all Christmas but no there wasn't a Pilgrim Mickey but hey you may want to send him an email and ask <laughs> if they can uh, start in that costume now, that would be fun the P- Pilgrim Mickey and like uh, candy corn Daisy and uh, yeah it's it's a weird time because you know they don't really do anything for Thanksgiving and you know it's really Halloween and Christmas that's the big two for them and you know of course everything changes overnight for for Halloween to Christmas. And we typically in our minds or or in my mind, I've always, you know, even though to me, I've always grouped Thanksgiving with like fall decor, you know what I mean? Like pumpkins and all that kind of stuff mix. So it it would almost be cool if they kept the fall stuff a little bit longer, but but, you know, I understand why they change it because it's, you know, Christmas unfortunately has become you know an incredibly huge marketable holiday. So it's very desirable to come and see all the Christmas decor and that kind of stuff. So I get why they do it, but I do I do wish they had a little more Thanksgiving elements. You yeah, know, I can see a, I can see a giant it. turkey coming, a giant turkey parade, and then all of a sudden out of the back where the where the stuffing is, all the characters pop out. <laughs> I mean, they could they could do something crazy for uh, for Thanksgiving, but um, yeah. You know, Okay, yeah, I'm just. I was just curious because I, I was curious to see if they mark because they do mark events sometimes with things, and I was just wondering if they did something for Thanksgiving. But it looks like yeah, they didn't. my knowledge, yeah, there was nothing. You know, there was a few things we did for the first time that we've never done. A few places we ate, a few things we saw, but none of it was really themed. You know, Thanksgiving. Um, okay, so let's do. So let's talk about that. So, what did you do that you've never done this time? So at Epcot, um, this was the first time that we noticed the remodel right there in the center where they have, yep. a, they have a new place to eat. So we've never eaten there. It was called the connections eatery. Yep. And it was a little spot and it was huge, big cafeteria. 
but I mean, it was massive. But so we we uh, we got to eat there for the first time. Last time we came by, there's a big wall up right there. It was still under construction, mm-hmm. but they had a huge new um, coffee. I can't remember if it was Starbucks or just a it is. Yeah, it's Starbucks. Yeah. Starbucks, but right beside that Connections Eatery was a massive lunchroom. You know, it was just a quick serve, but it was cool. It was big. It was clean. It was nice. You know, um, glass from floor to ceiling. You know, on the sides, and it was it was just a cool place to eat um, for a quick serve meal. Yeah, Brian is is currently um, boycotting that restaurant because no, he the, looks like the a general. The so, general okay, so's salad like, doesn't yeah. taste like general so's chicken, and he's he's mad. Hospital about that. cafeteria it looks like a it looks like a very sterile hospital cafeteria. It's very <laughs> nice though. It's very nice. I'm not gonna tell you it's not nice. It's a nice place. It's clean and it's, it's, it does something stout. else too. It brings seating to that area, which is yeah. really needed because there's not a lot of places to you know before that, or even when it was Electric Umbrella, which Electric Umbrella was big. But with this, you know, there's seating in Connections Cafe, the Starbucks area, and the eatery in the back. There's plenty of seating if you just want to go in there and get out of the hot for a while or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that's a good thing, you know, even if you just don't eat there, if you just go in there and sit. Now, I know what they have been doing is in the eatery section, um, in the, the sitting area that's facing Guardians, they have been roping that off and having a cast member there so that you can't, unless you have a tray and have food, you can't go into that section, um, saving it for guests of the, of the restaurant. And I guess that's a good idea. So, yeah. you know, people who buy, you know, food there have they definitely have somewhere to sit. Yeah. So, and right there across that breezeway, that, that store, I'm not sure the name of that store, but they expanded that remodeled that, I guess it was huge. Um, oh, it's big. Yeah. Tons of merchandise there. So that was kind of a first for that. And then just right around the corner, we did Guardians of the Galaxy for the first time. And, dude, we got to do it two times in one day. Ooh. I was so pumped, man. And I was so scared. But my, my six-year-old daughter, I was like, oh, she's not going to like this because I've heard about it being dark and fast. Dude, yep. she loved it. She couldn't wait to do it again. So That's cool. Um, luckily, That's we got awesome. in on the queue on the app. So we did the queue. We were in the first 100, um, 7 a.m., got up that yep. morning. Knocked it out, got in the first 100. So we, we before lunch we did it, and then I did the lightning lane. Um, it was a little pricey. I think it was like twenty five dollars per person or something crazy. It was like an extra seventy five bucks to ride it. But man, it was worth it, dude. I mean, we had a blast. It was the coolest ride. And a lot of people are like, well, what is it like? What is it like? And the best way I can describe it, just for me personally, is just kind of a more um, technolo- technologically advanced, smooth version of Spaceship Mountain, kind of. You know, it's just super smooth. It's dark the whole time, but just utilizing the screens and all the technology, you know, it's, but it's, right. it's, it's really cool, man. I loved it. Yeah, it's so cool. I mean, it's smooth. You have that backwards launch, which is just so cool. And as long as you're not, that. oh yeah, yeah. So, so you didn't even know that going into it. No, I did. I knew nothing of the reverse ah. launch. So that was a great surprise. I love cool. it. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So what else did you do? Anything else you've not done before? Um, yeah, the Food next day, the next day at uh at uh, on Thanksgiving Day, we went to Hollywood Studios, and um, for the first time, but believe it or not, dude, we have never seen the Tower of Terror lit up and watched that show projected onto the Tower of Terror. We've never seen that before. Oh my yep. goodness! So, so was it? Seen- it was Christmas oriented, yeah. right? Like the okay, yep, yeah. We but we have never watched. You know, sat there and watched the Tower of Terror get lit up just like the castle does at Magic yep. Kingdom. So that was a ton of fun. My daughter was so engaged. 
she sat there and just watched it over and over. I mean, we, we sat there and watched it probably for 20 minutes. It was a blast. I mean, just that, I guess, environmental projection. I'm not sure with the technology on that, but yeah. man, it looks so realistic. It looked, it looked fabulous, man. And we, it was, we were really impressed. And I'm glad that they actually do that now because, you know, they, Hollywood studios used to have fireworks. They used to have a, a big show projected onto the Chinese theater and then they just not, they've not brought anything back. So there's nothing really nighttime to do outside of projection on Tower of Terror, which I don't know if that's like a, this is what we're doing now statement, or if this is a, we're doing this in between until we can get something else back out. But the Star Wars show that they had on, you know, with fireworks and projected onto yeah. uh, the Chinese theater was awesome. It was I awesome, saw that yeah. a few years ago. And that yeah. was good. That was, an, that was, that really, really was good. Um, yep. but oh well so maybe they'll bring something like that back I'm hoping I yeah, understand but, why Animal Kingdom can't have fireworks I get that with the animals and stuff but I don't see yeah. why every other park shouldn't have them you know yeah especially if you're paying yeah. the same price to get into them <laughs> yeah and another first for us was uh, the day after Thanksgiving on that Friday we went to Animal Kingdom and we had never we've always walked past the Finding Nemo musical theater. We've always just walked past it on our way to Everest or on our way to the dinosaur ride. We've never stopped and actually participated in that show. So we actually got to see that show for the first time and it was top notch. I mean, it was a great musical show that Finding Nemo at Animal Kingdom. Yep. Yep. That's and the new version of- too. That's the new yep. version you saw too, right? So that's good. Yeah. So you, you may didn't even know that you saw the new version of it. So they kind of reimagined it. And, really? Um, mm-hmm. So that's, the version you saw is the new one, but I think that uh, a lot of people really like that show because it's you know Broadway quality type of performance and music and stuff like that. So a lot of people like it, and I think it's a good show, especially if you have you know Festival of the Lion King and something like that. Two pretty decent shows, Festival of the Lion King, I think by far surpassing it, but they're both really good uh, being in the same park like that. So um, Animal Kingdom has a different kind of flair to it, and I think that it's good, and I think guests like it. Yeah, and that part that 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 um, rotunda or, or the auditorium there does eat up a lot of the crowd too, which is great because it takes a lot of the crowd out of the walkway there. And that's a pretty popular area there because you're going you're not far from Everest and you're going through yeah. there. So getting those people off the off the path for a while, watching something and and relaxing, um, makes it better for everybody else too. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So. That was Black Friday, so I know you're going to tell me that Disney did Black Friday sales where they just marked down a ton of stuff, right? Oh, yeah. Everything, <laughs> everything was 50% off, so uh, it was fabulous. <laughs> Believe it or not, my wife talked me into um, – I did honestly, dude, I didn't. it didn't even cross my mind that it was Black Friday because we don't do Black Friday shopping. We just, we've never done it. It used to be yep. married two years, and yep. it didn't cross my mind that it was black Friday. And so she said, Hey, why don't we leave the park early and let's go walk around Disney Springs. I was like, Oh yeah, I love Disney Springs. Let's go. Bad idea. Oh. Dude, Disney Springs was the most crowded. I think I've ever been anywhere in my life. I could not, when we got there, I mean, it took forever to find a parking place. And I'm like, why is this place so packed? And she looked at me, she said, David, it's black Friday. Gotcha. And I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> Now, were they having sales? Were they having sales for Black Friday in Disney Springs? I mean, we couldn't even get into the store to see if they had sales. It was that bad. <laughs> I mean, and we, I'm sure we, they were. I'm sure they were. Like the the brand stores, like the Columbias and the you know that kind of stuff. I'm sure they had the same Black Friday sales they would have you know elsewhere. 
Yeah, and I couldn't turn I couldn't turn away because we were like on parking deck four. I was already committed. I was like, I'm gonna find a daggone parking place. It so helped me God. And so right. by the time I finally found one, she was like, You know it's Black Friday. And it just I'm like, No, you did not talk me into coming shopping on Black Friday. It was so a she, coup. You got it me. was an arrangement. She got you. Yeah. But I'm sure like of course World of Disney and Trendy and all the Disney branded stores, I'm sure nothing, of course, but yeah, yeah, all the the name brand stores, I'm sure they were doing sales. So yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. It's just like going to Tanger or something, you know, uh, like an outlet store uh, area. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good point. So she got you. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, but that, I didn't think about how busy that would be for for Black Friday or even. Oh, it has to be. I, yeah. I know at Christmas, man. It in the just the Christmas season in general at night in Disney Springs, it is so packed. It, it's just. Yeah you know, really crowded. And I think we talked about this on the, on the show a good bit about, you know, why Disney Springs is so crowded at night. There's not really spots or, you know, Disney property as a whole is lacking on, you know, an abundance of things for adults to do. Not, not even like bad things or anything like just for adults that want to go out at night, you know, have a nightlife, whatever. Disney Springs is the only place for that. And so that's why it gets so crowded, you know, um, at nights just in general. So I can only imagine Black Friday, how much more crowded that would be. Yeah. But we had a good time though, making some good memories and sure. it was a good time, but yeah, we didn't, we didn't buy anything. We basically just walked around for about two hours until I finally convinced her, let's go back to the hotel. Cause I, we just couldn't even get into the stores. It was so packed. I mean, literally it was just. Uh, that is beyond, see, not even being able to get into the stores. That means, that means that if there were more stores, more people could get in, they could actually, so it gives, it gives Disney a reason to put more stores into Disney Springs. If they, if you couldn't get into those, that, that's crazy. That's, yeah. that's probably the crowdest I've ever heard. I mean, it's been crowded, but the fact that you couldn't get into stores, that's nuts. Yeah. yeah. It, it was nuts. I mean, it was, if there was lines, just you had to wait in line to get in the store. <laughs> I mean, right. Like, come on. I, I understand waiting in line for, you know, the slinky dog dash, but not waiting in line to get into Columbia. <laughs> you, know, well, like, like, you know, Evan, Evan waits in line to get, to get uh, cupcakes or, or cookies. At <laughs> Gideon's right. Gideon's. So man, you got to wait in line for Gideon's. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, that's just, that's crazy. Yeah. I don't know. Like, there's no lightning lane for Columbia store. So, unfortunately. <laughs> so where did anywhere different that y'all ate at Disney World this time? I know you do a lot of quick service stuff, but was there anything that was like standing out really good? Did you try to find something? Thanks. I know you said that, you know, sports had the turkey and dressing on the menu, but were you trying to find something Thanksgiving like to eat on the trip or what was that well, like? Anything stood out to you? Nothing. We didn't eat anywhere brand new for like a, uh, you know, the specialty evening dining. You know, we had a place booked. But it was um, it was so far out. We were going to have to walk out that back exit of Epcot and go to that boardwalk. Yeah, it was it was such a long walk. By the time I found it on the map, I was like, man, it's going to take us twenty minutes just to walk there. So we ended up canceling it. But it was a um, it was a buffet type restaurant. I wish I'd remember the name of it. But but no, we ended up really just kind of doing quick service on all our meals. So the that connections uh, eatery right. was the only it was brand the new newest one. one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. I tried to get in the prime time cafe. Um, that fifties diner. I tried to get into that for Hollywood studios cause we love that place, but it was just so packed. Um, oh, I'm sure for Thanksgiving. Yeah. That would be, that would be where I would think people would want to go there for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, we did the Indiana Jones spectacular. We did the, the rise of resistance, which was, you know, just top, top notch. I love that ride, but no, nowhere uh, new when it comes to eating, um, this time around. So did you do lightning lane for rice? Yeah, we did lightning lane. 
we did Lightning Lane for the Guardians with the Rise of Resistance, and then the Avatar Flight of Passage. We did Lightning Lanes for those three main ones on, uh, each day that we yeah, were there. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, just the really big ones, the fun ones. So, <clears throat> while, go ahead. Oh, I, never mind. I was kind of skipping ahead to the ship. I, when, I, when Avatar was fresh on my mind, I was going to say, while we were on the Disney cruise on The Wish, we, we got to see the new Avatar movie that's in theater. So that was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I love how they put movies out before they actually come to theaters on the ships. That's that's so mm-hmm. cool. Um, what would you think? So now that you've done Guardian, so, <clears throat> you know, we've talked about favorite rides on the show sometimes, or favorite attractions in general, and how Rise of the Resistance has always been number one for me. And I was really curious to ride Guardians of the Galaxy the first time and see if it bumped Rise down to like number two or something, but it didn't. So, I mean, Guardians is still, I mean, it's probably in my top three still, but Rise of the Resistance to me with the technology, the experience, the immersion, all that kind of stuff, it's still number one for me. But where do you, you riding Guardians, where does that fit into your lineup of like favorite attractions? Yes, definitely the top three for sure. Um, Yeah. Nothing in my mind, nothing has been able to surpass Avatar Flight of Passage. I mean, that is the coolest ride ever. Um, And then believe it or not, my old school, my number two is the dinosaur ride at Animal Kingdom. I love (laughs) the dinosaur ride. It is so much fun. Uh, Every time I ride that ride, my wife's like, David, how are you not tired of this ride yet? Because one time we rode it four (laughs) times in a row. Oh, my goodness. I I am. That's the first. I said, I told my wife, I said, baby. Every time that I ride it, I pretend that it's my first time. And I literally, <laughs> I, be, I become like a 12 year old kid, first time ever riding. And I get so excited every time. I can't, it just, it's, it's my favorite, dude. I love the dinosaur ride. <laughs> you are such a kid at heart, though. I mean, you you always have been. Your inner teenage boy is like yes. so excited to get on dinosaur. I love uh, the dinosaur. If they ever get rid of that ride, I'm, I'm boycotting and I'm going to university. <laughs> <laughs> they better not. They better not get rid of that ride. But I know the old one. But, but yeah, Rise of the Resistance Man would be my number three or four, and then yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy is right there at three or four. Well, Flight of Passage is interesting because a lot of people say that that's their number one, and it is very cool. I mean, yeah. I'm, it's it's great technology. The you know the cool thing about Flight of Passage and, and Rise and stuff, and putting this technology into it. Same thing with Guardians. You know, there's one or two different pre shows. You know, or, or things that you see or experience or do before you get on the actual ride itself. And it just adds to that whole experience, yeah. you know, giving you some things to watch or, or do like the room you go into when you stand on your, you know, your uh, number, when you're syncing with a, a, a Navi to ride your Banshee, right? Like, you know, yeah. the kind of things that you're doing in there and how they, they kind of preface you for the ride itself is, is really cool. So well, I like how well, they can know- do that with technology. So, Dave, here's a question. They're very good questions. So that is, so if that's your favorite ride, and you did see the second movie, which I thought the second movie was amazing. Yeah. To me, the ride is almost a prequel to that movie in a lot of ways. Did you know, like, because you see a lot of things in the ride that you really didn't see in the first movie, but then you see it in the second movie. I don't know if you noticed that. Well, now that you say that, that's a good point, Brian. Now that you say that, I want to go back and ride that ride. I may see if I can t- talk to my wife going down there this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh, funny. Dude, no, you're right, Brian. I mean, that movie was phenomenal. I'm taking, I've already seen it once on the ship 
I told my daddy for Christmas, I said, daddy, I'm going to take you instead of giving a gift. I said, daddy, I'm going to take you somewhere. What do you want to do? He said, I want to go see that new avatar movie. So I'm going to, I'm going to go see it twice. And, and so, but I'm going to pay attention now that you're thinking, I'm going to kind of look back in my mind on that ride. And now that you, and I'm thinking about it, there's a lot of little hints to that second movie. You're there right. definitely is. There de- and I, 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 I noticed it after I saw the movie and I, cause I was always parts. And when I saw, when I was on the ride, there was always scenes that I'm like, you know, that's not from the movie. There wasn't a lot of water scenes that much. And then when you go to the movie, you see that and you're like, whoa, look at this. There you go. Um, yeah. It's right there. Uh, yeah, no, I have to say, Evan, I don't know if you haven't seen it yet, but I, it is. No, not, and you, and listeners, to. listeners, it's a it's a must see. Um, you know, the original Avatar to me was was amazing. And I, and I'll, I'll, I, I know there's there's a reason why it got so many viewers and it held the record for a long time. But I. I have to tell you, the second one could actually be better in a lot of ways. I, I just, yeah. I loved it. There was not one part of this three and three hours and fifteen minute movie that I was bored at all. It was just that good. Yeah, I agree with it. And the language was ten times better than the second one. The first one, you know, there's there's a, a decent amount of of uh, foul language, but the, the the second one, I mean, there may have been one cuss word, maybe maybe two. So it was yeah. it was a better movie for the family the second one was in my opinion yeah that's a that's a good point and i think you know before the second movie came out people were already judging the second movie and they were like oh avatar you know the second movie this is the the sequel that no one even asked for so why are they doing it and then it came out and it's been nothing but great responses so it's kind of i love it when that happens and you know everybody's eating their words because it ends up being really good yeah, it was good for sure. I'm, I can't wait to see it again, honestly. It's yeah. awesome. So anything else to button up that Disney World trip that you can think of? No, not really, man. I mean, it was great as always. I mean, you just can't beat the Disney cleanliness, hospitality. I mean, you know it. I mean, the listeners yep. know it. That's why they keep throwing Disney their money because they Disney delivers every time. A great experience for the family. Great vacations, and so you know they're gonna they're gonna keep getting getting us every year. <laughs> so even Absolutely. with the crowds, even with those crazy crowds, it's you still, still are not turned off. I love that. I love to hear that. That's good. And there was yeah. even though they didn't have they didn't have Pilgrim Mickey, or they still don't have Navi in the in 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 the Pandora area, which I still think they need to do that. But um, that you still you still you still want to go back. That's great. I love to hear it. So, how yeah. was so? Last question is how was travel like? You know from Georgia we we both live fairly close to each other in Georgia so how was travel for the world trip any traffic you ran into so you know we left on christmas day so we went to church christmas morning literally got in the car and drove we were about halfway down there and i looked at my wife and i go baby what are we going to do to eat like mcdonald's is closed chick-fil-a's are closed burger oh. king everything is closed and we're halfway down there i'm starving and Catherine's was like oh my gosh and then she said she looked at me she said don't you remember the movie Santa Claus? I go, oh yeah, with Tim Allen. They ate at Denny's. So I got on my phone, I Googled, dude, and we found a Denny's. It was slam packed. <laughs> just like the movie. It was slam packed. We waited for 30, 45 minutes just to go sit down at a Denny's. Oh my packed. gosh. Just like the movie. It was packed full of Asian businessmen and a bunch of single dads. <laughs> Oh my goodness! That, yeah, that is hilarious. Like, like Christmas story too. You know, I was I was expecting you to say we had to, we were going to go get gas station sushi like the commercial, but now you're going to Denny's like the Santa Claus. That's great. I love it. I love it. So that yeah, is we a great start, point. 
that was our only stop was Denny's, and we finally got the, we finally got the to sit down and eat, and it was great. And we reenacted a picture from the movie with Tim Allen and his. Oh, son. I saw that on Facebook. Okay, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. My wife sat back and took a picture. I was like, I got I got to document this. When else am I going to be at Denny's on Christmas? Like this is so epic. That's um, funny. So, you know, it was a good six and a half hour down there and six and a half hours back, but we made it. We survived. You know, sometimes we fly, sometimes we drive. It just depends on the the price of flights. But because it was holidays, flights were through the through the roof. Oh yeah, for sure. Because it was a holiday week, so we were like, eh, we'll just drive. No biggie. So, yeah, but yeah. it was fun. Though. We had a good time. <laughs> right. So, all right. So the cruise. Um, you know, you talk about going down there Christmas Day for that. So. You're on the Wish, and there's three dining rooms, correct? Yeah. Um, what was your favorite and why? Talk about food first. That's my favorite food. Oh, man. Oh, dude. For me, the best was the Marvel Avengers headquarters dining room. Right. Oh, Because I'm a huge, huge superhero fan. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I love the superheroes. Look, got every single one of the Marvel movies watch them religiously. So that was the best experience was for me personally, my daughter, she's all about frozen. Arendelle was her favorite getting to meet Anna and Elsa and everything. Um, but, but yeah, Marvel headquarters Avengers, that was the best restaurant for me. And, uh, it was delicious, man. Had a steak, um, with fries, some, um, green beans wrapped in bacon. I mean, come on, who doesn't want that? Um, but it was, it was, it was a lot of fun, man. Very interactive on the screens, the Ant-Man and the Wasp. They were interacting with us on the screen, kind of like you know, if you go on the Disney Dream, there's that one restaurant where Crush, yep, um, yep. from Anonimo interacts with the people. Yep. Um, so that's how it is with this one, except it's you know the Avengers and uh, Ant Man, um, Scott Lang. Uh, he interacts with the guests on the screen, and then he ends up coming out, walking around, taking pictures, high fiving kids. And oh, so really? That's great. Oh, he looked just like the movie Ant Man and the Wasp. They walked out. They're high fiving all the guests. My daughter got a fist bump from the Wasp, and she got a high five from Ant Man. And so it was so much fun. They did such a great job on that restaurant. So they were That's they awesome. were really small. They were really in their small size, or they were human size. <laughs> yeah, just... they passed out <laughs> little magnifying glasses when you walk in. <laughs> <There> you go. <laughs> How cool would that be? <laughs> so I would think that, you know, so 1923 is the third option. And I would think that that's probably would be great for like a date night restaurant. Yeah. It's almost like a fine dining. You know, it's based off of that 20s era. Walt is kind of around Royce. There's a Walt and a Royce side, I think, to the, the restaurant itself. Yeah. Um, and you sit on one of the two sides, but it just looks like an elegant venue. You know, yeah. it doesn't have the the thrills of the other restaurants but i mean i think it's probably just a really nice dining yeah restaurant you know i totally would agree with that yeah we did the 1923 uh walt side and then yeah right across the way was the the other one and um and we did the late dining and we, we were kind of skeptical of it but we ended up loving the late dining and so you know we booked another cruise with you for september and yep. you know we want to do the late dining again because we just enjoy doing that early show and then still having a little enough time after that to go back to the room, kind of get dressed up, and then go out to dinner. Um, but yeah, nineteen twenty three was a very fancy restaurant. I, I agree with that. It didn't, you know, it wasn't as kitty and fun, but it was definitely like you said, date night kind of vibe. Um, but it was, yeah, yeah, it was delicious too. And you know, what you eat that? What you eat there at that nineteen twenty three? That one I got roast beef, so it was really good. I got roast beef, steak, and then another night I got like this uh, some kind of cool chicken. It was 
um, some kind of special crusted chicken, but top notch, man. I mean, you know, it was just, you can't beat great. that food, you know, on that cruise ship. It was just really, really tasteful. So then also including in the, the food category would be the, the star Wars bar. Um, you know, you talked about how cool that was. So tell the Spoonies about kind of some cool things about that. Yeah. So when we, we've been to Nassau a few different times on other things. So we really weren't interested in getting off the ship. Right. So on our Nassau Bahamas day, we stayed on the ship. Everybody else gets off. So we kind of have the whole ship to ourselves in a sense. Yep. So we explored the whole ship like crazy for like three or four hours straight. And we went into every lounge, you know, we went into every bar just to get the experience. Yep. And I'm telling you, that was so cool walking up to the Star Wars lounge because, you know, I'm not a huge Star Wars, Star Wars nerd, but I've, I have the movies, the DVDs, and I've watched them, you know, years ago and they're good and they're great. Um, but it made me want to go back and watch them because, I mean, you walk up to the door, you wave your hand, like scan your hand, the door slings open and like an inside pocket door. It makes the noise, you know, kind of like a lightsaber coming on noise. Yeah. And so you, you step in and you literally just, I mean, every little detail of decor has been thought about. It is so intentional. And all the screens all around behind the bar where the guys are, you know, taking your orders and whatnot, the screens, like you're flying through the galaxies. I mean, dude, the music, the ambiance. I mean, it was just so incredibly awesome, man. We were, we just started laughing. We walked in there. We're like, this feels so real. I feel like I'm in a spaceship right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was cool, man. Yeah. It's got a lot of really good reviews and people really love it. And I, I cannot wait to go on that. So I'm much more likely to go on that than I am the, the star Wars galactic star cruiser anytime soon, unless they, decide to lower that price tag a little bit uh, for the, for the star cruiser hotel experience thing. But yeah, that the bar looks really cool and um, they have a lot of cool non-alcoholic drinks too, that are just, you know, kind of like Ogus Cantina in Batu on Hollywood studios. They have a lot of fun, weird kind of drinks that are like, you know, other planets that, you know, mm-hmm. they'll say it came from and stuff like that. So it would be a cool experience just to go in there and sit and, you know, do stuff like that. So that would be pretty cool. But, what else? Yeah. Any other like lounge or food or something? And I know like, was it Marshalline Markets, the sort of like cabanas on the other, you know, ship, right? It's the main kind of buffet where you eat lunch area. How was that? Yeah, they did that breakfast and lunch. You know, we went there for breakfast most mornings at the market. Um, it was kind of, um, I mean, they really had a variety of everything. I Different mean, stations and stuff, right? You know, you just kind of choose what you want, like at lunch. Right. Yeah. And they, you know, I don't remember, you know, I don't remember this being on the dream, but on the wish in that market area, that kind of the buffet style, they had one section that was for kids only. And like the countertop was on like a foot, a foot and a half off the ground. And it was like specifically yep. for little kids to go up to. And I was like, that is so neat. So that's where my daughter went every day to that little kid's counter. And they were serving all the little kids. I just don't remember that being on the dream. But, I don't remember um, that either. Yeah. That's cool. cool. Good design kind of, though. It was kind of intentional. And then on, I don't remember this on the dream either, but on the wish, you know, right before you get to any of the dinings, um, there's, you know, hand washing stations kind of built into the wall before you walk in to the market. So, you know, they make you physically wash your hands with soap and water out there. And a little, there's like four or five little sinks right there rather than them just handing out little hand sanitizer wipes. Um, well, that's good. Yeah. That was cool. Um, but yeah, that food was top notch, man. It really was great uh, at the market. How was Brian? the water? How was the water while you were there? So was it, was, were the seas rough? Were they, were they calm? What was, how was the, the trip like, you know, on the water. Yeah. The only, the only day that we felt a little kind of roughness was on the last day. I mean, all the rest of the days, the sea was pretty great. Um, it was 75 and sunny when we were at Castaway Key and at Nassau Bahamas. 
Um, and then, you know, the pools were heated um, on the pool deck. So, you know, it really wasn't that bad. The ocean was definitely cold when we went to Castaway Key and we went snorkeling um, on, on Disney's Island. The ocean was very cold, but we just tough, kind of toughed it out. But, but no, the, the, the roughness, it wasn't bad at all. I mean, the last, the last night for walking from dinner back to the room, we kind of felt it a little bit for the first time. But luckily, it wasn't bad enough to, you know, get get anybody seasick. I didn't see anybody puking or nothing. <laughs> no, no, yes, yeah. they, didn't, they didn't. They didn't send out the bed restraints because I know when, whenever, <laughs> whenever it's real. Like my mom, my mom was on a couple like that where they where they came back and they said, "Hey, guess what, guys? Here's some bed bed restraints. No I want to get back to your room." Oh yeah, crazy. Um, oh, but that was over. You know, go over to England. But you know, from here to England. Um, but they oh, came gosh. over one night, and they everybody had to lay in their bed, strapped in, because it was so rough. <laughs> Could you imagine spending a whole day strapped into your bed? But that's that do, that does happen. That's Golly, cool. and I know depending on like the itinerary and you know where you go and when will depend on how fast that, that ship starts going to try to book it to that destination. So sometimes, you know, depending on how itineraries go, you may get to a port on the first full day. Or maybe it's the last full day you're out of port or, you know, the island or whatever. And, you know, unless you have, you know, day one, you get on the ship, day two is a day at sea, then like a port. And then say the next day would be day at sea. Then you you dock and come back home. Unless it's something like that, then a ship is going to hightail it either to the destination or on the way back. And when they start going really fast is when you can start feeling that sometime. Either you feel it or it's better when they go fast because it handles the water better. But it just really depends on, you know, the itinerary and how that ship is moving and the weather and water and so many factors in it. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, one of my favorite meals, like from the dream was the meal on Castaway Key. I love the food on the Island. It's so good. Oh, like the yeah. big Island barbecue, they do barbecue chicken. They got, you know, just different stuff like that. And it's, it's good. It's really good food to me. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It was delicious. And we, uh, we walked down, you know, walk pretty far on the little walkway and uh, found a little spot, uh, outdoor um, sports kind of uh, complex with disc golf and, you know, foosball, mm-hmm. ping pong and basketball. So we kind of hung out there for a little bit, went back to the beach, rented snorkel gear, and we went out snorkeling to the ocean. And uh, that was our first time doing that at Castaway. And everywhere there's a buoy, there's a hidden Disney movie character or gym in the ocean that you see snorkeling. Really? It yeah. was so, so cool. That is yeah, so, so cool. Right. They'll even, they even have a couple of old attraction, uh, you know, vehicles from either world or land that they have sunk in where the buoy is and you can go out and explore it and take pictures and stuff like that. So that was super surprising. We were not, you know, she told us we were about to get, she said, make sure you go all the way to the buoys. And she said, pay attention to the, what's under the buoys. We're like, all right, whatever. I didn't think nothing about it. And I get there and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's from Monsters, Inc. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's from the Dumbo ride. I'm like, look at all these cool things. I'm like, this is so much fun. So I definitely would, any listener that's out there that is going to be going to Castaway Key, make sure it's only like 15, 18 bucks to rent a snorkel. Do it and go check out, go to the buoys. I promise you you won't regret it. It's a lot of fun. So y'all have had um, Graceland with you each time, right? So you've not gone to Serenity Bay on the other side. The adults did, only side or have you? We did on uh, the very first time on a dream when, okay, okay. when Catherine was pregnant, but we walked, we got all the way to Serenity Beach and then it started pouring down rain. Oh no. So it was not a good experience. <laughs> oh man. So that's, you know, on the one we went to, of course, this was before Ezra and we went over to Serenity and actually I kind of regret it 
now, but I knew like, you know, one day with the kid, we'll definitely stay on the main side. So I was like, okay, now if it's just us, we need to go ahead and go over there. You know, they have the full meal, just like you would get on the regular side, the same food, everything. It's just pretty barren because a lot of people, you know, bring families on a Disney cruise, right? So Mm -hmm. that side of the beach, man, there is no lack of hammocks or chairs or the food lines are better you know, all that kind of stuff. It's just, it's so quiet over there. So people who, you know, maybe if you bring family on a Disney cruise or like your in-laws or parents or something like that, and they have a, you know, they may be kind of hesitant because it's Disney cruise, which to me, there's kids on every cruise. So I didn't see when I've experienced different cruise lines that there's an overabundance of kids on a Disney cruise that would make it any different than any other cruise I've been on personally. Mm-hmm. But, so, wait, so it's an adults only side of the island but but it what's it is it a naked naked part no or is it it's just... not a nude beach brand? oh because i know we actually know i'm telling you on a cruise one time my wife and i accidentally went to the we went to the nude beach that's in the story for another time but but um <laughs> no a lot of those cruises have that so i'm just saying i thought that's what i thought it was, I was, have I, was sitting here, beach. I was sitting here shocked that disney has a nude beach and i was like oh my goodness so no like, oh. it's just adults only so no kids. So like relaxation oh, okay. stuff, okay. you know, and that's, that's kind of what I was saying is, you know, if you have family or anything like that's hesitant, then on the Island day, you know, they can escape for a while and go to the other side of the Island with adults only. I think it's 18 and older and, you know, just relax. And it's, it was so quiet over there. It's pretty, um, that day. I mean, it was like glass water, man. It was, it was so pretty. And, um, so anyways, just, cool. it's a cool part of the Island to go to. And on the ship, you know, one day we checked Graceland into the kids club, the Oceaneer Kids Club, and me and Catherine went to the adults only deck that's, you know, I think on deck 13 or 12 yep. Uh, yep. on the ship and had, you know, that was, I was, that's one thing I was a little disappointed that they didn't have a, they didn't have more hot tubs. They only had one hot tub on the whole cruise and it was on the, the, the adult only deck. Um, and, but anyways, we did that and checked it all out and, you know, Graceland stayed down there and played in the kids club. She had a blast. Uh, for at least two hours, and uh, me and Catherine just kind of had some a long time just to chill and talk, so it was pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool, and, and I love how you can access the kids' area from the main um, atrium of the, the ship, and you can slide down into the kids' area. So you can actually check your kid in, in the main lobby or atrium or whatever you want to call it of the ship. You can check them in right there, and they slide down into the kids' area. So that's, that's like a, a really spot. cool... I mean, it's, it's a big it was, <laughs> yeah 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 it was fun and Grayson had a great time um so they kept her entertained and then you know i told her I said, hey listen when you're ready for us to come get you just go tell the the worker and they'll send me a text through the app so you know me and Catherine, you know we logged onto the app with the complimentary wi-fi and so when they when Grayson was ready to leave she you know the lady just sent me a text and said hey your daughter Grayson's ready to be checked out and so we went down there and picked her up so super simple yeah, that is awesome. And it the kids area is so cool. I mean, they have all kind of stuff, right? They have a section that, where they do like crafts and almost like an imagineering kind of thing. And there's a lot of cool um, nostalgic and token pieces that they have sitting on different shelves from different Disney attractions and stuff like that. So they'll do like a craft thing. They also have a design your own roller coaster sort of um, not mm-hmm. VR, but sort of, you know, immersion kind of thing where you can design your own ride and then sit and watch it happen on the screen in front of you. Um, so there's a lot of cool stuff in the kids area that I would like to do. So I'm like, man, I wish I was a kid. I wouldn't leave. Um, so it's just really cool. So, all right, we talked about food, talked about the kids area, you know, the Island. So what about shows? Oh man, dude, the shows were great. I mean, we were pumped 
you know, to get that early show. And we got there early, you know, started at six. We got there at five thirty, got our seats at the Walt Disney Theater. And that that theater probably easily sits twelve hundred people. I mean, it's massive. Um, but the show, the first night, I can't remember the name of it, but I think it was called Set Sail. Um, but Minnie basically turns the turns the ship over to Goofy, and Goofy has to navigate the ship during the whole cruise. So he's taking yeah. us all over the place, and there's storms coming, and he runs into you know uh, Mulan. He runs into um, I mean he just all so it was really inclusive of a lot of different movie characters. It, it was really a surprise. It was a good show. Um, so that was a lot of fun, and Goofy just you know he was just being himself, and so he he made a mess. <laughs> things and then many ended up taking the ship back over at the, at the end but it was it had i'd probably say it had a half dozen different movie characters came out um elsa cool. cinderella mulan peter pan i mean just a whole conglomerate of different characters so the first show was a lot of fun on that first night um the second night we watched um it was aladdin um really good the, the actors i mean he looked he looked just like aladdin i mean same uh, the same build, the same um, ethnicity. The, I mean, just he was just a great fit for the character. Um, he and Jasmine just did a, a phenomenal job. And there was actually a flying carpet. And Jeannie popped up. Jeannie was hilarious. We literally cried until my ribs were hurting. <laughs> uh, the Jeannie, he gave so many little plugs for future Disney stuff, like future Disney movies, future Disney rides. Like, he was just like throwing in these little one-liners and like winking at the crowd, like kind of giving us little hints and teasers. And he was really engaging. So the Genie was just, he, he really acted a lot like Robin Williams in the old Genie, you know, the old. That's uh, great. That's great. I, I guess That's 90 cool. uh, Aladdin cartoon. The real, the real Genie. Yes. I think. Yeah. 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 So the Aladdin, that one was great. And then the last one was the Little Mermaid. Um, and so that one was my wife. That's her, that's her favorite, all time favorite character uh the little mermaid so my wife she loved that it was great um the lady that played ursula girl man she could sing holy moly she had some pipes on her um she did a really good job but yeah so aladdin little mermaid and then the set sale um were the main shows and just you know broadway style top notch you know just everything looked just like the movies and they did a really good job how is that is how is seating though so how do you have do you have to do you have to go stand in line? Is it first come, first serve? How does that work? Yeah, so for the Walt Disney Theater, which is the biggest of the three theaters on deck um, on the ship, there's two small theaters, one called Neverland and one called Wonderland. Um, and those theaters are much, much smaller. Um, but the Walt Disney Theater, so I think they open up the doors about 45 minutes early each night for the shows. And so we got there about 30 minutes early. No problem finding a seat. You know, when it comes to like 10 minutes till, five minutes till, I mean, it's pretty much full. So, I mean, really from that moment of 20 minutes till till about 15, 10 minutes till, that's your window. You better get in or you're not going to get a seat. Um, but, yeah, it's just first come, first serve. You just stand at the door till they open. And, um, you know, it's uh, we got good seats. You know, we were right in the middle. We try to get the same spots each night. But there's really not a bad seat in the house the way it's designed and curved and, you know, the technology of, uh, you know, everybody kind of stadium seating. There's really not a bad seat in the house. Yeah, so did the movies happen in one of the two smaller theaters? So they played um, Wakanda Forever, so the Black Panther Part 2. Oh, I got to cool. see that. Yeah. Um, National Geographic, The Making of the Wish. So I got to see that, too, how they actually built the Wish um, in, in comparison to the other Disney ships. Cool. And then they also played Avatar 2. So they played those movies 
every single day in multiple theaters. So, um, you know, there was Avatar in the actual Walt Disney Theater. It also also played early in the mornings or late in the evenings, like 1 a.m. Like they would start after midnight, 1 a.m. Really? They they were starting some of these movies after midnight, yeah, in in the smaller theaters. And they'd run until 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. It's crazy. Wow. Uh, But, yeah, so, you know, but, yeah, I got to see the National Geographic documentary, Wakanda Forever, and Avatar. That's awesome. That's cool. That's a great lineup. I remember we yeah. saw um, Zootopia on the Disney Dream before it came out in theaters, and it was that was so cool to just see it, knowing like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of seeing it before everybody else is seeing it. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty neat. I'm glad they do that. It's kind of a kind of a little perk and benefit, you know. And and a lot of people ask because you know we only thing I have to compare to is I went on the Carnival Liberty and the Carnival Ecstasy on those cruises, and I've been on the Dream and the Wish. Um, right. You know, and there's a reason why the price difference is so much. But I try to tell people, man, you don't understand all that you get. I mean, so much is included with the Disney. You know, you don't have to upgrade the soda, you know, to drink, you know, get the regular Coca-Cola like you do at a Carnival or Royal Caribbean. You know, you have to purchase that extra plan, you know, dining plan to to get the soft drinks and then to buy, um, you know, the the nice dining, you know, each evening you have to, you know. But, you know, Disney already gives you reservations, already gives you all this stuff top notch from day one. So that's why that price tag is a little higher and, and it's worth it. I mean, anybody listening that loves Disney knows, I mean, they're going to deliver first class. So, and so, yeah. So can you, can you expand on that? So explain to me how the reservations work for dinner, because I know I'm used to these other cruise lines where, where you do have to kind of do a little bit of reservation. Some of them have a set night and a set time. I, Norwegian had that where Pretty much every night we ate at seven o'clock, but they switched the rooms, you know, the dining rooms, so you got to see them all. But how does this work reservation wise? Yeah, so you either do the early or the late dining reservation. So that's all you got to pick. You just got to choose: do I want to eat at six o'clock every night, or do I want to eat at eight fifteen every night? That's it. From that point, they log you in. You have a certain table number. Like I was, we were table four oh six every single night in all different restaurants. We sat with the same people. Uh, we met some great people from uh, from Michigan. We met with them and got to eat with them and get to know them throughout the whole week with the exact same waiters and waitresses, the same servers every single night. And that all, is so all important. Three, all three different restaurants. So by the second night, the waiter is calling me Big Dave, my nickname. I'm like, how did right. he even know my name? My nickname was Big Dave. Like, my name's David, but how did he know that? He's calling my, you know, he's making these personal comments to us about where we're from. And so how's the, how's the family back home in Georgia? I'm like, how do you remember I'm from Georgia? you got so many other people that, you know, and so they built a relationship with us. And so that's it, you know, and, 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 and Disney, you know, specifically puts you in different restaurants every night. So you kind of get a feel for all the different themes, the menu changes every night, but the servers stay the same and the, your guests that you sit at stay the same but the table number stays the same. So it's really a lot of details that they take care of and none of that costs any extra. Right. And so that's such an important thing. So even though you're moving dining rooms, your waiter or waitress is moving with you. So each different night, right. It travels with you to each dining room. And like you said, you're sitting around this around or with based on like, you know, if you say you want to sit with folks, that's okay. Or if you don't, you want to sit on a table of, of two or three yourself or whatever, however it's, it's done. But, um, you know, it's so cool because, you know, that first night they're asking questions and they are super trained. Like you're, like you're saying, man, they, they 
take in these facts about you and you're so surprised like on the second nights and whatever they know your drink order they're like you know you want do you want diet coke tonight you know or whatever regular drinks everybody um you know mr dickens you want coffee after your meal or you know like they learn what you want and they learn what you like and okay so you know on the first night in this restaurant you liked these kind of dishes so let me recommend these dishes to you this this evening so it's so cool because you get to learn the waiter waitress and a lot of the waiter waitresses have like different quirks about them. Right. So I've seen some that, you know, no origami or some that tell jokes or some that do like magic tricks and, and some yeah. don't. And some they're just like engaging and whatever, but you know, sometimes they have a little quirk or personality thing that they do. And it's just cool, especially, you know, with the kids, they love it. And especially if you have really, really young kids, you know, they'll bring out, you know, kid friendly dishes or whatever like that too, because they end up knowing your family and they, they know what you like and don't and it helps. Like. So it also it, helps them get a better tip too, because they, they learn more oh, and yeah. they can, they can make it, it makes it easier. Cause I think that's a, a lot of the cruise lines do that, but for a while they kind of went away to towards a freestyle, which I think hurt a lot of the waiters because you don't know them. You don't, you're not, you're not apt to tip, tip them as much, but I think if you're there five or six days having the same person and they get to know you and they, you're going to, you're apt to give them more money in the tip and, and hopefully they work towards that. And that, that's pretty cool. It's a very good thing. It's a better, I like that whole atmosphere, that, that process a lot better than the old, than the freestyle way. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, totally. So, so yeah, the last but, thing, is, uh, go ahead. I was just going to say, um, you know, we ate as much as we could. And then that last <laughs> night, it was a lot of fun. They did the pirate night. So the pirate night was, was I, I guess that's a kind of a unique thing to the Caribbean cruises, all the Disney cruise lines that go to the Caribbean they do a pirate night if it's a, from what I was researching, if it's a four night cruise or longer, they all do a pirate night. So, right. you know, the, the, the theme show, you know, Jack Sparrow repelled on a zip line down from the top tower on the pool deck, oh, cool. dropped 50 feet in the air. And we're all like, Oh my gosh, he's going to hit the floor, you know, but then the fireworks at, at sea and uh, just all the pirate music, it was just a lot of fun. And um, so that was, that was something we look forward to on the Caribbean cruises. Like I said, this is our third, Caribbean cruise on Disney and all of them have had that pirate night. So we actually brought our headbands, our Disney pirate uh, pirates of the Caribbean headband from our last cruise two years ago. And so we wore that and, you know, did our mustaches. So it was just a lot of fun and everybody gets involved. That's the thing, you know, grandparents, little kids, they're all dressed up like pirates. So it's just, a, it, may, it makes a fun atmosphere, you know, and everybody's jumping on board and, you know, dressed all silly and, and whatnot. So it's just a lot of fun that pirate night. How about that pirate night? buffet did you go into the the market after that oh my goodness i did not evan i didn't know about this gosh if you had a if you just would have a travel agent that would tell you stuff maybe. no it's your next one you got to do it but so on what it's it's not i mean it's it's kind of special but it's not like you're oh you're missing something incredibly cool but they bring they have like different um a little bit different snacks afterwards that's That's it so i didn't know about it either so when we went you know, I th- forgot what dinner we did. We even maybe did late dinner I, too. I can't remember, but you know, we did a show, you did dinner, pirate night and everybody's like, you gotta go to the buffet. You know, I heard people talking about it and I was like, okay. And so, you know, went down there and I'm like, they got a whole buffet out here and I just had dinner. So I guess it's got <laughs> time to eat some more, you know, so why not? Um, but yeah, they, so they'll have like different snacks and stuff. And so dessert. So that gives you something to look forward to, man. Yeah. We'll do it next time for sure. And um, so but yeah, we the one of the things that was really cool was the Incredibles obstacle course. Um, it was only oh the yeah, 
it was either deck 11 or 12, but in the, the indoor basketball arena, there was, I think the second morning and they had this on the, on the app that kids could come and jump on the, uh, the Incredibles obstacle course. And so it was all themed red and black and yellow, like the Incredibles. They had the Incredibles music playing, you know, over the sound system in the gym. Um, and that the gym has like a balcony. So, you know, I was up on the balcony filming, watching my daughter go through this huge op- obstacle course. Um, so it was just a lot of fun and that was kind of a cool thing. I don't know if I've ever seen an inflatable obstacle course on a cruise before. And so I just thought that was kind of a neat touch. I was going to ask cool. you that. I was going to ask you that, Dave. What kind of things do they have to do recreation-wise on the on the ship? Like, I know some cruises have basketball and skeet shooting, or you could you could you could drive a golf ball into the ocean and stuff like. Do they have? Did they have things like that? Yeah, they had some different things from the Dream. I was talking to Evan earlier, and you know, the Dream has like a walking track and a putt putt course at top. Um, but the uh, the Wish did not have that. Um, the Wish just had the Aqua Mouse, um, which was a um, a very Super cool. You know, fun, uh, kind of like a water a water coaster, if you will. I mean, it kind of shoots you up and goes down and goes back up. So it's a lot of fun water slide that two people can ride. So me and my daughter did that together. Um, and then they had a spiral yellow slide. And then they had a themed, um, oh, what was the theme? It was Toy Story. Toy Story themed splash, splash pad zone for kids as well. Um, and they probably had three or four pools on the main deck. They're all heated. Obviously, the huge screen up there, um, and then really just the kids zone. Um, but they didn't. They, really you have, said they had a basketball. They had, you said they had an indoor basketball. Yeah, indoor basketball court with cornhole and ping pong and foosball and skeet. Oh, that's uh, cool. Ball. Oh, wow. Yeah, they, so they had a pretty pretty. Uh, they called it the uh, Hero Zone. That's what the whole area called the Hero Zone. Um, is the all the sports related stuff, and so they had the three point shootout contest. They had a lot of different things going on during the days, during times, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was good. It had, had a pretty good amount of stuff to do. Cool. So cool. very cool. yeah, man, my daughter's very much entertained, but she's a big swimmer. So we hung out at the heated pool majority of the time. So, you know, me and my wife sat there and watched the whole movie of Mulan. And then we watched, I uh, can't remember what the other movie was, but you know, we watched the whole movie and she, my daughter's swimming for like two hours. <laughs> she just, she's a, she's a little mermaid. She loves to swim. <laughs> That's great. That's cool. So as we wrap up here, any last highlights of, of the wish to mention? You know, just the attention to detail, Evan, was just really just top notch. I mean, every doorknob, every rug, every, everything had a theme, had a tie to a movie. There was there was no wasted space whatsoever on that ship uh, when it comes to just utilizing the full Disney experience. You know, any Disney movie that you've seen, some shape, form, or fashion, it was in a room, it was on a rug, it was on a staircase, it was somewhere and, you know, you just feel like you're at Disney World. I mean, it's just a great way that they design these ships to just bring you into the movie. And so, you know, I would just say if, if you're listening and you haven't tried a Disney cruise yet, man, hook up, book one online. I promise you will not regret it. It's worth the extra money. You know, the hospitality, the cleanliness. I was telling you, Evan, earlier, you know, we got off the ship at Castaway Key. And take note, this is a brand new ship. I mean, this is, you know, the inaugural sailing this year. And we were walking off the ship to Castaway Key, and we turn and look, and they're pressure washing the side of the boat. And we're like, it's not even dirty. <laughs> but you know, we get off an elevator, we get off a staircase, and someone is spraying down. They're wiping 
there. Well, they, yeah, they got to get the salt water off because it peels the paint. That's why they do that. But yeah, but I understand where you're going with that. Yeah, yeah my mom used to be a my mom used to be a cruise broker, so I spent a lot of time learning about the cruise industry from that. Yeah, that's cool. I thought that, I was I thought the same thing, Dave. I would I was like, why are they doing that? It looks perfectly clean. And yeah. then somebody corrected me and said, Yeah, no, because the salt water does eat off the paint and stuff, so they and the fiberglass, huh. so they have to do that. Well, that's cool. But yeah, I'll just say, you know, if anybody listens never tried a Disney cruise, man, just give it a try. It's worth the extra money just to try the experience. And uh, you know, you will not regret the hospitality. You know, just like any cruise, when you walk on board, you know, some people may say, Hey, welcome. But on a Disney cruise, they lean over and the host looks at you and says, what's your name? And we'll say, I'm the McGuire family. And over the loudspeaker of the whole ship, they say, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the wish, the McGuire family. And then you have a whole entourage of cast members that are clapping and high-fiving me as I'm walking on board with my luggage. You know, they just make you feel like a million bucks from day one. So that's why we love it. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a- it's a great way to conclude it. So, yeah, Disney Cruise is unlike any other line I've been on. Just with the, you know, it's the, it's why we go to Disney World, which is the cast members on a ship. You know, it's it's that, like you said, it's the hospitality, the cleanliness, the attention to detail, the imagineering that's even on board, the immersiveness of storytelling, all that put together to give a, you know, really cool cruise experience. So, thank you so much, man, for coming on. And you, hey, why don't you plug your podcast? Yeah, man. So I appreciate you ha- y'all having me again. Uh, it's always a joy to talk to you guys. But yeah, so if you own Spotify or whatever it is you listen to on Apple Podcast, you can check out Big Dave's Money and Marriage Podcast. So just try to encourage marriages um, and try to encourage people to live debt free, live on a budget. And um, so just want to help people as much as I can, man. So yeah, appreciate it. Big Dave's Money and Marriage Podcast. Yep. And we'll be sure to put that a link to it in the in the show notes of the episode too. So thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you for coming on. Brian, any closing thoughts? No, no, Dave, Dave, I do appreciate it. And, uh, I was talking to a couple of my friends, uh, small Dave and medium, medium Dave. And I was telling them <laughs> you were coming on, but I, um, they were all happy to hear that, but, but no, but truthfully, um, I have to tell you one of, one of our listeners, uh, Donna Stevens was actually at Disney World, Disney World, the same day during Thanksgiving too, and I, 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 I wish I had known that you were there because by the time Evan told me it was too late, I would have had, had you guys try to meet up. That would have been hilarious if if that happened. But um, I'm just so happy that you. Uh, I'm that you still had a great laughing. Time. At yeah. Small David meeting. <laughs> I had I had to throw I had to throw that in there, but no, uh, I, and you know I really appreciate you coming on. Um, repeat repeat guests are great. Um, I've actually listened to your podcast a couple of times. I think it's amazing. So folks, if you have a chance to listen to it, um, it, it's really good. And, uh, yeah, if you ever want us to come on as a guest, we're, we're always, uh, willing to come and join other podcasts too. But I think the podcast community now is big. And, um, so Dave, we'll, we'll make sure that, um, some of our friends in the, in the community know about it too. So I think that's the best way to communicate that stuff. That's cool. Absolutely. I appreciate yeah. it. Brian. Yeah. Nice. We'll come on the show and, uh, tell people how to spend money at Disney, right? No. Don't yes. Disney on a budget. That's what y'all are going to talk about. Disney on a budget, baby. Show hey, that us. would be a good episode, really. It really would be, man. People need to know what they're getting themselves into. You know, people do ask me that. How much does it cost to go to Disney? I'm like, well, are you willing to? Are you willing to sell your car? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, uh, that gets deeper, right? Yeah, that's another issue on its own. But yeah, but anyways, thanks, man. I appreciate it as always. Um, you're a personal friend, and you know, always a great guest for us. So, um, yeah. Thanks for all you do and your friendship. And, and uh, of course, we'll have you on again as you continue. And later on this year, when you go on your Disney cruise to Alaska, 
yes. we'll make sure to have you on and talk about that too, because I, that is definitely on my bucket list to do a Alaskan cruise and see Mickey and Minnie in their cold gear and, um, you know, just yeah. the beauty. Polar bear, polar bear Mickey. Yeah. Come on. We got to see you that. Go. You I finally got one. it, Brian. You, yeah. you finally get a different Mickey. Be happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'd be fun, man. We'll definitely do that. That's going to be on the Disney wonder. And yep. so we're going to be checking that out and that'll be the longest cruise we've ever done. That'll be a seven night cruise. So yeah, are you going to do, yeah, you could do that. You could do the polar bear plunge too. Oh yes. Let's Jump do it. Baby. The cold freezing oh, water. Gosh. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man. All right, everyone. So uh, go ahead. Yeah. Just thanks for having me, man. It's an honor to, to be part of you guys and y'all's friendship. So good luck with everything, man. Appreciate y'all and what you do. Thanks, Dave. I appreciate Thanks, it, Dave. man. So, um, closing the show, Spoonies, um, you know where to find us. You can find us on Facebook. A Spoonful of Podcast Spoonie Nation is our Facebook group, so be sure to check us out there. Go on Twitter. We actually had some recent feedback on Twitter, and I finally logged back into our account. So, my apologies there. I had to do some account recovery on that, but I'm we're back on Twitter. So, um, feel free to interact with us on there. Instagram as well. You can email us, info at a spoonful of podcast.com with your show ideas or questions or anything like that. And last, but certainly not least, please, please, please share the show um, wherever you listen to it. So Spotify, Apple podcast, Google podcasts recently, my um, brother and sister-in-law swapped to the Google pixel. So they dropped the Apple podcast and picked us up on Google podcasts. So, um, you know, we're on there too. So anywhere you listen, be sure to find us and leave us a rating and review that really helps us a lot. So as always, broadcasting from the backside of water until next time we'll see you then take care everybody thank you for listening to a spoonful of podcast you can find show notes ways to follow us on social media and all episodes on a spoonful of podcast.com now that you've experienced the magic it's time for the most dangerous part of our podcast the return to civilization Yes, I'll be on my way.